Hello, you're listening to the X Chromosome Equalizer with Alexis Winkleman. Season 1, Episode 4, Modern Women Part 1. Meeting the Modern Women Within My Circle. Tonight is all about shaking things up. So instead of me reading um, facts from a speech or an excerpt from a book, um, like the previous two episodes that I've recorded, I actually have a very special guest coming on tonight. Um, and her name um, is Lark Johnson. We've known each other for, gosh, seven or eight years now. Um, we took karate together, um, adoptive karate, when we were um, kids. And um, we've been friends ever since. Um, we are <laughs> such good friends. Um, that when I stepped back from doing karate after, um, five years, she actually, uh, stepped down as well with one of her other friends, my acquaintance, um, her name is Sydney, um, um, and so... I actually had this conversation with Lark um, that I will be adding to this episode um, in in, um, June of 2019, I want to say, as part of an oral history project um, for my U.S. history class last year, so... um, So, and in this uh, recording, you'll hear a little bit about our backstory and um, a little bit about her life and how, um, yeah, again, how we became friends. So, I hope you guys um, enjoy it. Uh, Here we go. Lark Johnson, um, as part of my oral history project in the latter part of school year, um, 2018-19. So, Lark, so, so nice to hear from you. I know it's been a minute, um, since we've, um, talked, like, texted, talked um i know that you have cp just as uh just as i do and if you wouldn't mind explaining what does your cp lim how does it limit you and like what is it like living uh with it (laughs) um yeah i'm glad that you chose me for this so my TV limits me mostly with my speech. Um, I do have a little bit of 
Yeah, because I feel like there's so many misconceptions, and not misconceptions, but it's like so, um, uh, what's the right word? Um, underrepresented and underrated in a way, because it's not something that people Google a lot, which I, which I may be wrong, but that's just my perception of it, and that's the reason why I chose to do this, um, project, was because... Like, this, I want to bring awareness, and this is something that I live with every day, and it's different for every person, um, but, yeah, um, I, go ahead. I definitely agree, agree with you that people, they want people to get the most idea about receiving when they think about any physical diagnosis or any handicap diagnosis in general, they think about somebody in a wheelchair. And it's more, it's more than people being in a wheelchair. A lot of people are not in a wheelchair, but they still have people in their I'm not in a wheelchair anyway. Tell people I have CP. It's almost like they're imaging. They're, they're imagining somebody who does have a disability in a wheelchair, but does not. Most people, a lot of people are not always in a wheelchair, you know? Right, there's different, like, degrees of it. There's, like... Cognitive, and then there's like, um, physical too. So, um, going off of what you said about people's like, um, misconceptions, like, and being in like a community, what does having like me as a resource or, or like being part of this community, how does that like, um, benefit you in a way? Or help you, like, cope with it? You know, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I can relate to these people. You know, they understand what I'm going for. They understand if I'm having a bad day at physical therapy. They understand where somebody who isn't having most who doesn't have a diagnosis may not understand what it's like to go to therapy, what it's like to have a doctor say you need something, but you don't agree with it. And I feel like backing to somebody who gets it and who understands where I'm coming from and who in my age group is helpful. To me, because it's like, oh yeah, my friend gets it because she's me and I'm her. Yeah, so in the case of us, and you could like attest to this, like, I, I, when we used to like do the weekly like Skype, uh, dates, I guess you could call them for lack of a better word, right? Um, we, we, 
talked and we could really relate and it helped that we took like what five years of karate together so we could really get get um get on each other's level so to speak with like our state of being and I I'm I'm not sure if you can attest to this but like it, like it helps that we can we can step back and be kids and laugh we go to school just as like everybody else we 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 have those like tough times and we have and we have those moments where we're like Ugh, I know I do like why why, um, why was I given these cards? But the nice thing is, aside from all that, to be able to step back and laugh at yourself, too. Like, right? Right. Oh, to be able to, like, I know with me, I can't always crack a, a joke about PCP around my classmates. But when I'm with you, I can cause a joke about CP and we can laugh about it. Yeah. And we hear it and we, and we probably understand what's going on. But with them, it's like, you almost said you won't break it down. Like, children still present to understand it. Right. And like, like, and then, and, and, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of this, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of, um, a guy named Jason Bonetti. He is a, uh, sportscaster for the Chicago, uh, White Sox, and he teamed up with the, um, the Cerebral Palsy Foundation to do this animated series called Awkward Moments with Jason Benetti. So, going off of cracking jokes and um, not being afraid to laugh at yourself and not be so serious about things at times, like, if you wouldn't mind sharing, like, what... <laughs> what is one or like several of what what is one in particular um awkward moment that you've had that's made you go uh take a step back and go wow i really that was awkward because of cp um man i have so many awkward moments with cp and i think that's the one that i Last time today, which when I was 
going to Tulane, and I was, I met a girl, and the girl asked me what was wrong with me, and I said, oh, well, I have weak muscles, and I remember the girl snapping to me, saying, well, my muscles are wrong. All my muscles, all my family muscles, all my family muscles is strong. And I remember in the moment being so angry and wanting to be like, okay, okay, wanting to snap. But now today I can laugh about it and I can joke around with people like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm being more... I'm being vulnerable with you. Why are you snapping at me, right? Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't remember thinking to myself, like, okay, let me tell you how weak my try. And what would happen if I just, you know, get me hacker? You know? Right. And, um,. And, um, speaking of, like, awkward moments, um, not so much awkward moments, but, like, um, inspiration. I know, uh, from speaking to you that, um, (laughs) you're really inspired by Oprah and Ayanna Van Zandt, so... (laughs) Uh, so can you talk a little bit more about that? What, like, what makes you inspired to like push through CP with the help of like, with the help of Oprah and Ayana? And um, if you have um more examples of like inspirational figures, you can go into um that too. That's the same thing for for me too. Like I I thank God every day that like I am where I am and then and then some cuz I could have ended up with a totally different like life and a totally different outlook, but um yeah, so I get where you're coming from. Go ahead. So the way I look at it is I could have had a word, I'm grateful for, you know, not having it as surreal. And there's, and there's people out there who wish they can live the life that I can live. Um, going back to you, uh, and they never was opening y'all they were... They did. They were never. They they were poor growing up, and my parents are middle 
expecting to like it the first the first thing I said when my mom signed me up was like how am I supposed to do that I can't I can't walk and then um I went I went into it loved it for the for the years before I got into trouble with it and and you know just as well as I do what that was like uh but um Likewise goes for me, like, if I would have never walked into that class, and my mom never made me sign up, and, like, um, like, said, no, this is adaptive, you can do this, I don't think we would have ever met, so thank you for crossing my path when you did. Thanks. You are welcome, and I would like to big on about karate. I don't know if you remember being in a small group with Shinpai Mesh, Shinpai Dini, and TK, and how hard they worked with us, and how I still look at a YouTube video of us, you know, being our city and we're just Punching the 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 bags, the, the, the bag, and I remember how much they worked with us. And yes, they got a lot of nerves. nerves. They forced me to keep my hands on the ground, and I hated that. But I remember how much they loved us, and they were almost hands like those kids, and yeah. Um, those were our people, those were our homies, so to speak, like, they took us under their wings and, like, helped us, like, be, be the best disciplined people and taught us how to, like, survive, and that's, that's what I took away from it. If I ever get into trouble, I, I know how to be, like, how to stand, how to somewhat, now, now that... I haven't taken it for a few years, but I know, um, how to, like, stand my ground and fight and, like, come out on top, so. And, and I remember the one thing that, that 
forward, right? attest to this um, is like people would always ask me what how do you do that
need to do you can't control your, your hands and I feel like people underestimate people people underestimate the disabled community. Right. And I feel like sometimes they need to be me be beyond the care, you know? Yeah, like, it stretches, it stretches farther than, disability in general, not only CP, um, stretches far beyond, like, a device. But, and I feel like, the person there, or your disabled, you're in a wheelchair, but they don't put, oh, you're disabled, to say this all the time everybody's got something and it's a universal phrase like everybody's everybody has something going on whether it's um a physical disability like um a cognitive disability uh depression what have you everybody's got something whether whether it be on the inside whether it be on the inside or the outside or both Frankly, I I heard this place in a TED talk, and it says I have ninety nine, I have ninety nine problems, and TP is just one. Amen, sister. Amen. And I I think people don't really when you complain about your life when you move. right now and we're deciding where to go next and I'm so like sometimes I'm so done with the disability but like I I wouldn't have it any other way than this way 
because if I had another way, I I may not have this life that I live, and oh. and like people often um soak in the trivial things. When when you look at the bigger picture of life, what do you have, and what do you need in order to live a full, complete life? What? 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 I feel like we. We as a society complain a lot, you know. I try not to complain that much, but we never step back and say, "Well, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for you know." It's always, "Well, I don't do this and that." God won't talk to me. I, I gotta do this for work, and I got I feel like, and I'm guilty of this, I go on social media all the time, and, like, everybody, like, not everybody, but, like, majority of people on, like, especially the younger generation, like us, are, like, so focused on, uh, likes, and especially, like, influencers. And, and I, I want to talk to the equal, I want to be on what you said about attached to my phone because I use it all the time. I use it for Instagram and Twitter and school. All my assignments are online. Um, but when I actually get the chance to put it down and we actually have the chance to have a real conversation, it's meaningful and it matters. What? I was, I was talking to my granddad last year. And we were just having a conversation about, I think we were talking about, we were talking about something. And then we just me and him. And I don't see my granddad that much. And he, um, and he called me one day and he was like, mine, that, co- that conversation that we had the other day, mm-hmm. you were going you're going up on me. That was the really mature conversation that we had. Right. And and, and it was always a well moment for him. Right. And um, I'm sure. And 
The thing that I'm realizing now, like, now that I'm 16 and I'm becoming my own person, is that we only have one life to live. And, and we only have one life, and how, and when, if you don't mind me getting no, go what's ahead. Gonna, what's going to happen on Judgment Day? You know? What, hap- what happens? Like, how, how, how are we going to stay? How are we going to... What's going to happen on Judgment Day when we're being judged about how we live that life? Yeah. Right, and it's and it's and it's very like revealing to realize that you're only you only have one body, one mind, one soul, one heart. Um. And and any day can be the day you're you're taken. You know. I'm every I'm. Day. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Any day can be the day. Right, and one of my favorite um, quotes is said by my absolute favorite playwright, the mastermind behind Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, He says, um, and forgive me for paraphrasing, um, um, we only have, what does he say? Um, we, what does he say? Not one day is promised. Not one day. And, like, it's true, because, like, one of the things that he always says is that, like, the life of Alexander Hamilton all, like, imbo- like makes you, and the musical itself, makes you think, what am I doing with my time? Because if you think about it, if you've ever seen the show and you study uh, Hamilton, the person, like a history buff, um, if you're a history buff, he had a me- he had a meeting that m- that afternoon with a client. What? Get as much done today as you can. But get as much done because tomorrow isn't promised. But, and, and, oh, and I agree with you. How? There's a thing, there's a thing that listen to on the way every morning is that the morning you make you wake up. And that wake up place is almost. What are you? What are you not to be on the wake up bed? 
Not one, not like because not one day is promised to us. We get my time, you know. I remember, I remember you can't even manage time, you know. Time goes and it comes. There's 24 hours in a day. And what are we doing with 24 hours? What are we doing in those 24 hours? You gotta make you gotta make it count. You gotta make it matter. Right. So it's like you gotta make it. You gotta make it like count. And I feel having having GP talking to kids that have GP. Talking to adults that know people with TP is an eye opener. Right, and um. Is it an eye opener to hear stories that basically is like, whoa, you know, even other people's stories, even when they go forward, seeing a kid who braces aren't working out because Gwen gave me something that like other people like other orthotists um like um Shek and Cyrus and Midwest Orthotics weren't able to give me which is the opportunity to uh stand up straight and that was the first time I was able to do that in a long time Heavy equipment, heavy like not heavy, but you know, heavy plastics on your body um, to use um, devices like walkers and not so much wheelchairs because you sit all the time. But even wheelchairs, along with orthotics and walkers and all all the other uh, technological advances that may come around, um, they they're a pain to use. They're not. They're not so much a pain to use, but they're they're a pain. Like especially if you're not feeling great, they're a pain. They're f- physical and mental pain. And like I don't know if you could attest to that, but they're they're a pain. And when you, I'm going to talk about I. I feel like when you first get in your pair of a salad, 
Yeah. And, and you see the kids wanting a job man and play fighting and do your walking with these heavy weights on and you're and you're and you're going slow and you're worried about getting knocked over but you're but and you Because they don't, they might not understand, or they, they're not bending to your level, because they've never had to deal with that before. They don't understand, they look at you and you're a cock guy, but then you have to break it down to them, like, you know, and then once you break it down to them, they're almost like, they, I don't think they walk away really anything. You know? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I don't think they, I just said that, the fact that they get one and jump and do all these things and play basketball and go for a one outside will fall it over. That's just like, I, I, I would love to go for one, but I'm worried about my balance. You know, right. I would, I would love to go for a walk in my neighborhood with my mom, but my balance is, you know. Is not the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, it's so hard to, like, it's so hard to, like, get that point across to be, um, to like people who are like people who know little or next to nothing about CP other than your parents your family and and uh medical professionals and I always had this idea and I don't know if in the day in my body. Right. And I tell no, like no how my body cares. No how my body acts. No way I go to OT. No way I go to sleep. How tired I am. Like and with- I come home and do homework homework then I maintain a good grade in school. Because next follow-up um um is like (laughs) i don't think that people necessarily understand um that like i mean like i quit ot and pt earlier 
last year, not not earlier last year, but last year, um, because it was just too much. It was just too much for me to balance with school and all of my extracurriculars on top of it. And also, and also, I went to, I went to therapy around, around that time as well. Um, I had to go see a therapist to help me manage my, my anxiety about school, um, because things were just piling up. And I, I don't think that people necessarily understand. We need therapy to like survive. advocated for this by the way this wasn't my goal so to speak this was my this was what my mom saw that I was lacking in in the uh fine motor skills department because I have issues with my uh fine motor skills I was born with my with my left fist to my chest um so what my mom advocated that my goal should be, and I worked on this for, uh, um, uh, um, for a good amount of time, was I had my appointment at four o'clock on Wednesday afternoons, um, and they would, had me bring my dinner in and teach me, like, help me improve my motor skills on how to hold, like, a fork or a spoon. Um, just these fundamental things. And also, something as sim- something as simple and, like, trivial- t- I don't want to say trivial because I don't know about the average per- like, the average person might not find this trivial, but, um, putting my shirt on by myself. Or putting I, shorts on. I can testify to that. I can testify to that. Cause when I was under the age of ten, my mom was dressing me. I couldn't dress myself. Mm-hmm. And then after ten, I started dressing myself. And Christmas still won't stay in and day out. To be like, this is how we put eyeshadow. This is how we put this. Today, to this day, I hate buttery. I will have a little buttery something for me. Because buttery, to me, it's a hard thing. 
and and now that I'm a teenager, I'm like I rather not put in my shirt on my pants. <laughs> and the night like and um and like one thing for me is like um putting pants on is something that I struggle with still. And putting my shirt on is like something I, that I can do in a flash, but that's something that we both, not that we both, but I, yeah, you too, Lord, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, like, um, we both struggle with that, right? And it's, and being a teenager, like, and getting older, therapists will always tell you, like, you have to start doing things for yourself. And it's like, and by the time you're a teenager, you're like, why does my mom still dress me? Why aren't I at the point where I can't, I can do this by myself, right? And you get to the point where being where you want to go out with friends. Yeah. Well, you can't go out with friends because they're like, oh, why is your mom doing here? Analogy that I used to use with my therapist, all the, all the, all my OT and my, my P, my OT especially, my occupational therapist who works on my, uh, who worked on my fine motor skills, I used to tell her, I don't want, I want to, uh, be able to call my friends to pick me up to go somewhere on a girl's trip or a girl's day or a girl's night, what, what have you. And be able to come out on time. Them, them, them honk for me to come out and me to be out on time. I don't want to, like, make them wait because I, I'm incapable of doing something on my own. What? Dressing uh, myself on my own. What? What? Uh, I've always used this. I've always used yeah and my parents kind of pound that home too like you know that and most people don't know this about me but i am scared of uh dogs i'm definitely afraid of dogs because of the past experience that i've had with uh, my neighbors, my past neighbors that I've, that I've seen pit, uh, have two pit bulls that they were teaching how to fight and I couldn't even play in my front yard and, um, uh, I would come home from my grandma's house when I was little and the dog would be out barking late at night and just like, with my tone and my CP, like, I'm really jumpy and I get, like, I get startled easily, so that contributed that contributed a lot to my fear. My point being that my parents like, well, you're gonna need a service dog sooner or later. But, 
as yeah. as much as I hate to admit it, I might. Like I I I'm always like I don't want to say I'm too proud, but sometimes I am too proud to admit that I might need that in the future because I'm like, oh no, I can do it on my own. I'll be I'll be like educated enough to know how to like be be able to use other assistive assistive um devices to help me with like stuff but that might happen in my future I don't know but the first step is like ultimately getting over my fear so I feel like I talked to me a lot about going to therapy and I feel like since I was, like, really little, like. Well, since we, since I was a baby. Yeah, same here. And, and, like, it's a very transformative thing to know, wow, I was able to walk, like, 30 to 60 feet with a walker and, like, see that transformation happen over, over, uh, um, the years, but. Well, it's, it's gratifying me when you're going. Yeah, to say... It's gratifying when you're therapist and it's cool. You question the goal. And they say, no, you need to go. And they're like, oh, it makes you keep doing better. Right, and, and, um, I've, I've, um, I've, I've come a long way, and as have you, um, I'm sure, and, and, um, yeah, so that leads me to, uh, my last question for you, Lark, um, what does CP mean to you? Well, that's a hard question. If you need to go deep, go deep. It's something on. Go ahead. It's like a term. It doesn't define me. I'm still like Justin. You know? Right. I'm just like Justin. I'm just like Justin. The girl you should know. She means means to me is a term you wish. Because I'm different. And everyone's different. We're, like, my mom likes to use this, um, saying all the time. Um, like, it's, it's something, it's not so much my mom uses, but I use quite often, is that, and something that I've come to learn is like, 
it's it's something on our medical record. It's something on our medical records, but we are multi multi dimensional people. And back to what my back to what my mom said, I I'm just a normal person. I'm just a normal kid. I play on my phone like any other teenager. I do most things that typical teenagers do. I'm a typical teenager, but do I have a physical disability? Do I have CP? Yes. But I'm still a typical teenager because I feel like people, and I'm not sure if you ha- you've had the same experience, but like I feel like people baby me a lot. People, people that, people are not, that are not in my immediate circle or my family or my teachers or my friends that know me really well. I didn't testify to be a baby because I think that's true. Because when you baby me, when that tells me it's too losing, I'm so, and Oh, and, and, well, first like as if I can't articulate get to know me ask me get to know me and that's why I want to write it and a note that I will end on because um I only have like three minutes left in this second in this podcast is that's that's why I want to write the book. That's why I want to write the, write this book, and write my book and do a companion do a companion podcast or sh- uh pack it all into one because I because I really want to like educate people on what this is, and that we are real people with feelings and thoughts and emotions. And that's exactly, to go back to Lin-Manuel Miranda, that's exactly what his um, director, Tommy Kale, um, said to do. Take them off the, take them off the money, take them off the, uh, take them off their pedestals and put them, put them on the ground. We're not, 
zombies. We're we're actual but, we're actual people. I get a lot to end on before I run out of time here is a comment that I get a lot is wow like that my parents or I get a lot is wow your daughter or Alexis you are very articulate and you and you know a lot and that's that's what I aim to do What are you, are you, like, I, I almost want to clap back at people, what, are you, are you dumb, are you not articulate? I would, I would, ne- I would never say that, but, yeah, you guys. It's always like, what are you, and it might take, it, it might, it might take us a while to put it, it out for you, but Right. Well, Lark, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for doing this hour interview, this hour long interview with me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So that was my interview with Lark. I hope you learned a lot about our relationship and how we came to be um, best friends. Um, and, um, just a little bit more about, like, me and my disability and her and her disability, uh, as well. And if you want to hear more from Lark, don't you worry, because tomorrow I will feature, um, another pre-recorded segment that I had done with Lark, um, just a couple of weeks ago for um, a civics conversation um, for my history class this year. So um, I hope you'll join me tomorrow for that. In the meantime, if you would like to put in your two cents about this episode, you can always find me on Instagram at AlexisWinkleman9628. And on Twitter, at AlexisW329. Again, on Instagram, you can find me at AlexisWinkleman9628. And on Twitter, at AlexisW329. Um, thank you all for tuning into the X Chromosome Equalizer. And I will see you tomorrow.